Oh yeah, we're up and running now, baby. Welcome to the Daily Mic Drop. I am Mike Zacchio. I appreciate you all for tuning in, especially after about what felt like nine or ten test runs. I don't know what was going on. I kept saying that I had a, a bad connection or so, even though I know I have you know three, four bars or whatever the, the max strength is here in my house. But in any case, it seems like we got all the bugs worked out. It's why we also didn't go live Friday. But in any case, I appreciate you all for dealing with my bullshit and uh, working all the kinks out. I appreciate you all. Let's rock and roll. So uh, as always, whenever I don't have a guest booked and the people from TikTok know this because we, we didn't have guests on TikTok, I always like to open the show with a user submitted question just to kind of get the ball rolling. You can comment, you know, your own feelings on things. And obviously you can obviously ask your own questions and then we'll, uh, we'll get to it once the, uh, once this first question is done. All right. So here we go. Hey Mike, I've been following you. I've been following you for a while now and I need some advice. My girlfriend is a pretty popular social media creator. I understand why guys follow her and I get insecure about it. I trust her, but sometimes my mind goes off the deep end. I can't help but notice some guys are better looking than I am and I get insecure about it. I trust her. And I trust when she says that I'm the only guy that she talk that that she's that I'm the only one, uh, but sometimes it gets hard on me. So he basically wants to know like how he can kind of get rid of that uh, that insecurity within himself. So um, I mean the first I mean for any guy I feel like it's a pretty understandable fear. I mean I'm sure women go through it if they have a very attractive boyfriend, fiance, husband, whatever. But I definitely think that guys experience it more, being that I think women just as a whole are more. Are more beautiful creatures than men are like you know we're, we're hairy we're disgusting we smell it's just it's not a good scene women are overall i think prettier and better to look at than men and i'm sure the women would even agree with that so uh, i was trying to tell them like you know it's a very understandable fear um i i'm always an advocate of talking things out whatever it is if it's something that's you know that, that you're upset about something that's making you insecure something that um that you're happy about and pretty much whatever's on your mind because I'm an advocate for if they're doing something that you enjoy, you tell them so that they can continue to do those things or at least so that they know that effort is appreciated. Um, obviously, if you're upset about anything, it gets it off your chest in a way that's healthier than letting it build up and fester inside you until the point where it just comes out and it explodes, you know, like a giant zit, you know, splashing onto your mirror. I'm sorry for that visual for anybody who's not into Dr. Pimple Popper. Um, but yeah, I mean, also what I was telling him is that at the end of the day, looks are only skin deep. I mean, for me, like Shannon always tells me all the time, like, you know, like, oh, is my handsome man? And she, and she thinks I'm handsome. And while I love her, I know that I'm not the most handsome man in the world. I'm very, very well aware of that. There are about a hundred, hundreds of millions of guys, I'm sure, walking this earth who are better looking than a five foot eleven, big nose, scrawny fuck like I am. So that's what I tried telling him. It's like, you know, looks are only skin deep. Like you know the woman behind her social media and like and she knows you so if you think that you're not you know as good looking as these other guys like maybe that's not necessarily why she's with you she obviously finds you attractive otherwise she wouldn't be with you but there are other factors at play as to why she finds you attractive i'm sure he's funny i'm sure he treats her well i'm like whatever it is that he does that what he brings to the table like that's why you know, your girlfriend is with you. These other guys, no matter how much you know, thirst or you know, compliments, whatever they're throwing at her, like it, it it's really meaningless at the end of the day because it's meaningless as long as she's getting all of this from you. Like, so if you know, if all these guys are telling her how beautiful she is, and you have her, and you're not telling her that she's beautiful, then you run the risk of her possibly you know, feeding into it. But 
you know, from the conversation that I had with him, you know, he definitely seems like he, he loves her and cares about her very much. So I would have a hard time thinking that he's not telling her that she's beautiful or that he loves her, that he cares about her, that he's not doing things beyond, you know, verbal words to show his affection. So that, and that's what I just tried telling him. Like, you know, at the end of the day, she is with you. She chose you. She is with you. Like, these other guys, it's it's nothing. Um, also, I think, you know, maybe this is just my opinion, but, like, for a lot of social media creators, like, I think they know, like, you kind of have to know that that comes with the territory. Like, again, I don't consider myself famous, big, whatever, in any way, shape, or form, but, like, if someone, like, comments or whatever, like, says that I'm cute, like, I don't... I don't read anything into it. Like, I'm not going to comment on every single person. Like, thank you very much, but I'm engaged. Thank you very much, but I'm engaged. Like, so that's why, like, Shannon will, like, jokingly be like, who is this bitch? Like, and I'm just like, I don't know who she is, and I don't care. Um, if anyone was ever, I guess, crossing that line or so, whatever, I would probably just, like, subtly slip in, like, oh, thank you so much, whatever. Like, hey, I have the best girl in the world, or whatever. Or like, oh, you know, I would date you in a heartbeat or something like that. Then I would throw in kind of like, you know, oh, thank you so much, but I'm engaged. I think Shen is like the most gorgeous girl in the world. Like I sit there and think at the end of the day, she's with me because I'm also a goofball because the way I treat her. A billion other factors other than looks. And I think that that's what he needed to know and he needed to hear because, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, you two are together. You two are choosing each other every day. As long as you don't give her a reason to go astray, I really think that you have nothing to worry about. And if she ever does go astray... Then you know she wasn't the right one for you. If she ever if she gives into that, you know, if she gives into those compliments and whatnot, it's going to suck. It's going to hurt. Um, a part of you is probably going to sit there and say like, you know, damn it, like I knew it this whole time. But like, you can't punish yourself for other people's transgressions. So, you know, live live in the moment, take it day by day, and also like talk to her, talk to what you what you're going through. Hey, like you know, I'm I'm struggling with this. Like you know, I I love you, I trust you. But these are just some things that I'm struggling with and I just want you to know that like I love you and I care about you. But I also just want you to know like I am struggling a little bit. So maybe she does go a little like that little extra mile to maybe throw in some comments like, oh yeah, thank you so much. Whatever. My boyfriend appreciates me or like my boyfriend, you know, loves me. I don't just throw in like little subtle comments about having a boyfriend and then maybe the thirst will stop. But also I don't know what line of work she's in. So sometimes she needs her image and she needs that image of, is she single? Is she not single? Um, yeah, I think for most people, I think as long as your relationship is not part of your identity, like I think for me, like my relationship is part of my identity. Like the reason I'm able to give dating advice and people somewhat take me seriously is because at the at the end of the day, I could be like, no, I'm engaged. Like this shit's happening. Like I I ran the course and you know did the laps and now you know I'm I'm nearing the finish line. So I'm not sitting there wandering aimlessly around the track. Um, so that's. Kind of my feelings on that. I saw a couple of comments. They a question somewhere in a round star. Uh, ever have an ex? Have ever have an ex trash talk their ex? How do you go about it? So like an ex of mine trash talk their ex? Yeah, I feel like everyone has trash talked an ex at some point. I I think I've made a pretty good point of not trash talking my exes. Yeah, for the most part, I, I try to look at the bright side of things. I try to look at the positive side of things. Um, and I would only really bring up their negatives. If someone asked me about them, like I wouldn't just, I wouldn't go out of my way to bash them. Um, for me, I mean, how do I go about it? I would just say like, you know, like if they need to kind of get it off their chest, I guess, like, you know, maybe let it go once, but the, also depends on who you are. Like, I know I don't want to hear it. So if it was a situation where she like 
was constantly going on about her ex, then I would be like, hey, like, you know, with all due respect, like, I don't need to hear all of this. In the beginning stages, like, I, I want to hear about exes just because I think it's important to know how your partner was treated in the past so you know certain triggers to look for, um, certain behavior patterns to try to avoid, um, and things like that because I think it also helps you love your partner better that you can do the things that your that your partner's ex didn't do um but i think it comes to like if it starts getting like to a bash session then i think you can kind of like nip it in the bud and be like okay like we're good like i i got i, I know where you're going with this or something like that like you try to find a, a polite way to shut it down without being like all right enough like um but thankfully i, I i'm trying to think like between shannon a bunch of my other exes like they really don't talk about their exes too much um outside of like just basic stuff of, of like me asking like you know what what's your last relationship like or whatever why did it end this that, and the other thing uh round star, is it a red flag when you're dating them um if it's constant i would say like like i said if it's in the very beginning stages of dating and they're like you know kind of bashing their ex um depending on what they're bashing them about I might give them a little bit more wiggle room. Like if they really treated them like shit and it's like the first conversation that we're having about exes, I'd probably give her like a little bit more rope. But if we're like, you know, months or even years into the conversation and like she's just, and she keeps like digging in, I'm like, okay. Or like either one, like you've told me this story already or two, like I just, I don't need to hear it. Um, I'm also very weary about like people bashing their exes because I know that, like, you know, I don't know what the statistics are, but I think, like, out of overall relationships, like, 99% of them fail or whatever, or 90%, 90% of the relationships that you get in throughout any point in your life, whether it's casual dating, whatever, will eventually end. Like, unless you end up marrying that person and stay with them for the rest of their lives, even that first date, like, that little relationship that you have with them for that point, at some point, it's probably going to end. Um, so I'm very weary, weary of that because I sit there and think, what's to stop them from bashing me? No matter how I was. And that's the other thing. Like, I know how I am. And I also know some of the things that have been said about me behind my back. And I know either certain things are just flat out untrue or they were taken out of context or they were blown way out of proportion. Um, so that's why I sit there. And, and that's also what I try to keep in mind. If the person that I'm talking to, whether it's you know, the girlfriend that I'm you know, committed to or just someone on a first date or that I've been casually seeing, like, if they're going on about their ex, I try to take it with a grain of salt because I don't know the full story Unless I happen to see that relationship firsthand. Like, say, I'm dating, like, you know, the, the two, like, you know, the girl I'm seeing now is a friend of mine, and her ex is also a friend of mine, and I, like, I was always around that relationship to where I can see a good amount of what was going on. I don't know how to deal with the anxiety that comes with thinking about it happening. Oh, wait, did she ask another question and I missed it? Oh, here we go. How do you, how do you deal with a breakup, or how do you prepare yourself for one? I'm meeting up with my boyfriend to talk things out. And I'm scared we're going to break up. Um, it's a really good question. How do you prepare yourself for a breakup? Because, like, I sit there and think, I, I remember, like, my last relationship. Like, we broke up, like, over phone. And it was very awkward the way it kind of went down. Because, like, in my heart, I knew it, it had been over for weeks. It's just that we hadn't had that conversation. So, like, I guess in my mind, like, I was always just mentally preparing. of just like, okay. It's over. Like that. Like I know it. It's um. There's really no way to kind of prepare it because prepare for it. Um. Because it, it seem, almost seems like it's inevitable. And then the one before her, like I remember I was leaving work and she was just like, "Hey, uh, like, like, can you call me later or something like that?" I'm like, "Yeah, like, is everything okay?" Oh yeah, no, it's fine. Like I just wanted to, to talk to you. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'm leaving work. I'll call you when I get home." Called her when I got home and then dumped. 
Um, so there was no way to prepare for that. But how to how to deal with it? I mean, I, so I did a, a video on like how to move on. Um, you know, my big keys, you know, block them on social media just to kind of like have them out of sight and hopefully out of mind. Um, at least I think out of sight will lead to more of the out of mind. Um, try to kind of cut off communication with them unless you absolutely need to talk. Like if you have things of things of theirs at your place or things of yours at their place, you know, maybe try to communicate to be like, hey, you know, I'll be by Tuesday or Wednesday to pick stuff up. Could you leave it outside the door or whatever? And like you make up a, a day to kind of drop stuff off and just have it over and done with. But I think unless you need to talk for some reason, don't make any excuses to kind of talk to them. Um, but yeah, as far as preparing yourself, I'm trying to think like if you, how to prepare yourself for a breakup. Because I mean, it's also tough because like, how do you know, like a lot of times you don't know what's coming unless you're the one breaking up, I guess. Um, but if you, I would say, I guess if you're, if you're the one breaking up with them, I would prepare by saying, there's a reason that I'm doing this. Like, there's a reason this entered my mind. There's a reason I want to do this. And I will probably be happier when it's all said and done. Unless like, you know, something happens in this conversation to where they acknowledge they need to make a huge change, you know, this, that, and the other thing. If you were the one, if, if you're the one who thinks that they're going to get dumped, then I would tell myself, you know, okay. Like it's like, again, it sucks. And it's, it's, I feel like it sounds easier to do. Um, but the biggest piece of advice that's ever helped me is if someone wants to dump me, like, okay, like fine. Like if you, if you don't want to, like, I'm not a big advocate for, I've never really been, but I guess my, my last relationship, I, I wanted to fight for a little bit more. Um, just because like. You shouldn't have to fight for someone. I think like if if it like like with Shannon and I it it works. I feel like we we shouldn't have to like fight to keep our relationship together. Like if you're fighting to keep your relationship together, then it's it's probably not a healthy relationship. Um, so that's why like yeah, if someone if I think someone's gonna dump me or whatever, like okay, you you're choosing not to have me in your life. Okay, I'll like I'll, I'll hurt. I'll I'll I will be sad. I will be upset, but eventually I will heal, and then eventually I will be happier and then eventually I will find someone who treats me better than you do and who chooses me and will make me feel better than I am in this relationship. Um, like I said, like my ex always treated me exceptionally well. I, I really don't have anything bad to say, but there was a point where like she just, she chose not to have me in her life. That's just a reality. Like she didn't have anything bad to say about me. It was just, you know, she wanted to focus on her life and and that was that. You know, we're still friendly to this day. Um, but I look at, you know, the way Shannon treats me every day. You know, like, I'll be working and she'll just, like, come out probably, like, you know, four times a day, either during a lunch break or, you know, when she's getting her tea or whatever. And she'll just, like, come over and, like, just give me a hug or a kiss or something like that. And it's just little things like that. Or when she says, like, you know, like I'm so lucky to have you. I'm so thankful to have you. Like, those little things mean something. Um, and that's what I try to also give to her because now I like, I know what it's like to kind of feel unwanted so I, I never want her to feel that way so i always try to go out of my way to make her feel wanted um emily is it a good idea to be friends with your ex after you break up um <laughs> if shannon's watching this she'll have a very different opinion um maybe not immediately after you break up um i i think it's fine to i, I think it depends on the relationship like i haven't had many long-term relationships like shannon and i have been together now 18 months or 19 months and my longest relationship ever before that was about about two years, like a year and a half solid, and then like six months of just kind of fucking around. Um, and we never really talked after that, you know, dissolved. 
But other than that, like all my other relationships, two months, three months, five months, you know, nothing super serious, like lengthwise. But that's also why I've been like to of the mindset of like, hey, we just like most of them, I think it was just, you know, we just didn't work out. Like I wasn't cheated on. I didn't cheat on them. I, I know I didn't treat them poorly. Um, they didn't treat me poorly. It just either the relate either the relationship has run its course. It just fizzled out or whatever. Or I just realized or she realized or we both realized like this just we're not a good match. We're probably better off either as friends or just not in each other's lives. And we just went our separate ways. But I keep in, keep in contact is a very loose term. But like I keep in contact with a number of my exes. There are multiple exes that like I would have no problem inviting to our wedding just because like I don't view them so much as an ex. Like I just, I view them as a good person. And like a lot of my, a lot of my exes are the nicest ones about our relationship. Like when like I post like a, a photo of, a, of Shannon and I at our future wedding venue and one of the sweetest comments was from one of my exes like saying like, you know, like, oh, all gentlemen, like, please like learn from him or something like that. And I'm like, that means a lot. Like, like that, I think it's very, I think it's very mature of her. And I think it shows like kind of where we are, you know, both as, as an adult, as adults and, and our friendship. Like we don't talk every day or anything like that. Um, like I'll probably respond. Like the extent of like me keeping in touch with exes is like, commenting on like on an Instagram story like on a funny Instagram story or something like that like I'm not like I don't hear a song on the radio and be like thinking of you like no like there so being friends with your ex um I think it depends on the relationship that you have with them if you are in a, a new relationship like if I was single my behavior would be much different because at that point I wouldn't give a shit or, or if she was in a relationship I would also be different because I don't want to you know kind of intrude on her relationship and I would expect the same of them like for me i've always told shannon like you know i keep in touch with them because i think we are mature and we're responsible in our communication with one another if i ever cross the line obviously it would be a major issue but if they ever cross the line i would shut it down and then i would tell them like either 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 i'd end communication altogether or i would kind of give like a like a first and final warning like hey like that's really inappropriate like if if you kind of continue on that like train of thought or like that line of communication, like, then we can't talk because it's not appropriate and it's it's not respectful to my fiancé. Um, and that's why I would never cross the line with any of my exes like that. Um, Shira, was it? Shira, Shira Dales. How do you tell a guy you like him? <laughs> I mean, you can just walk up to him and be like, hey, I really like you. Um, but I feel like that's a little too simple. I guess, I mean, it depends on, your, on on who the guy is. Like, is it a coworker? Is it a friend? Is it so like like does he know you exist? Um, do you are you like acquaintances? Like what's the extent of your relationship? Like <laughs> like in ninth grade, like my brazen ass asked out like who I thought was like the most attractive cheerleader. Meanwhile, I was a very 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 nerdy freshman who had really no communication with her. Like I I would be shocked if she knew my name. Like if she actually knew my name, I would be stunned. And I had the cojones to think. I'm going to ask her to be my girlfriend. I'm just going to walk up to her locker, rose in hand, and ask like, hey, would you want to be my girlfriend? Looking back, I can kind of laugh at it now, but in the moment, I was like, I have a shot. I also asked one of our friends like, hey, what do you think of this idea? And they were like, oh, you should totally go for it. I don't know if they were setting me up and they kind of wanted to see the laugh or if they legitimately thought like at a shot, but in any case, like you live and learn. Um, now I would probably, you know, finesse the situation a little bit more um but yeah i would just drop hints i i think building a rapport is probably the best way to 
to start. Like, again, I don't know how often you see this guy. I mean, we're in quarantine now, so no one's really seeing anyone. Um, but, like, get the, the line of communication going. If if you already talk, whatever, then I would try to escalate the conversation slowly. Like, you know, throw in subtle flirtations. Like, I, I'm a flirt. I, I know it. And there, there are times where, like, I flirt and I don't even know that I'm flirting until I have to, like, catch myself. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, like and again, and for, to me, a lot of the times it's just me being friendly or whatever. Like, I'm not doing it, like, in a romantic way. I'll just do things and I'll be like, oh, like, that's, I could see how that would be construed as flirting. Like, my bad. Um, so that's why I think flirting is a good thing. I think it's something that both, you know, parties can find enjoyable. I think it's a way of showing kind of interest on both sides. And then once you get a feel for, you know, where he might be at, then just go for the kill and be like, hey, you know, you want to, like, go, go and grab coffee sometime. Like, I love, I, I, I kind of like the coffee as a first date just because it's so safe. Like, the worst thing that happens is that you lose an hour out of your day. Like that, like, like, like barring, you know, obviously something going catastrophically wrong, but like for the most part, that's the worst part that's going to happen. You meet in a public place, so you have nothing to worry about that. You're going hopefully somewhere closer to you or somewhere that you're familiar with. Hell, I have a spy somewhere in there. Like tell a friend, like, hey, I'm meet, like, if you're not sure or whatever, like, you'd be like, hey, you know, sit in this like corner booth, whatever. Like we're going to be at this table, but like, you know, just sit in the corner booth if you want. But, like, you're in a public place, you have nothing really to worry about, and then you have a conversation. You just get to know each other, and if things go well, then you ask them, you make plans for a second date. If it don't, if it doesn't go well, then either you acknowledge and be like, hey, you know, like, this is fun. I think we're just better off as friends, though. Or you do just kind of kind of ghost each other. Like, I, I always hate when people use the term. So I, I know I got to do a whole bunch of videos on ghosting and this and the other thing, but, like, I hate when people say, like, oh, he ghosted me or she ghosted me. And they also didn't reach out. It's like, well, then they didn't ghost you. You, They just didn't reach out to you. There's a difference. Like, if I reach out to a girl and ask her out or whatever, and she's not answering me, then she's ghosting me. But if, like, we go out on a date, and then we split from that date, and I never reach out to her again, and she never reaches out to me again, I didn't ghost her, she didn't ghost me. We just didn't, you know, follow up with anything. So, and I think that that's a, a misconception that some people have. When is it okay to reach out after a breakup to talk about things? If he ended things and he said he needs time? Another really great question. Y'all are asking some good questions. When when you trust yourself for like nothing to happen, I guess. Like if, so wait, if you broke up and he says he needs time. So like, is it a break up or is it a break? Because like, that sounds like a break. Like if he's like, you know, I, I also don't believe in breaks. But it sounds more like, hey, I, I just need time. Um... It sounds more like a break than a breakup. But like for me, like I know there's there's always like a point where like I can't like I can't talk to you. I can't see you. I can't deal with it just because like I still have those feelings for you. And I know that like I'm not going to be in my right mind and like I'll be liable. Like I will misconstrue everything. A any hug, I'll be like, oh, you know, we, we she, she, she held me a little extra tight or whatever. You know, she gave me a kiss on the cheek. So that must mean something or, you know, uh. We touched hands for a second. That can mean something. Uh, I think like when you can be like in a level-headed frame of mind, that would probably be the best time to to talk. Um, I guess when you're not expecting anything, like it, you can you can deal with like if if things rekindle and if that's what you want, then you can go that route. But also if nothing happens or if they tell you, you know, yeah, I'm like I'm kind of glad that we went our separate ways. If you'll be okay with that as well, then I think you're good to to go because like. Like, my ex, for example, like, before Shannon, there was a point in time where, like, I really, 
I knew there like I knew there was a time like I couldn't talk to her, I couldn't see her because I just I missed her too much and and it would just be too painful. But then you know time passed, whatever, and we needed to get we didn't need to get together. It would have been extremely helpful to get together for like a business meeting, and we got together. I told Shannon about it ahead of time, so I wasn't like going behind her back to meet with my ex. And I met with her, you know, gave each other a hug. We talked for however long, you know, caught up, and then kind of talked. We need to talk about, and but things were fine, like. She had been seeing someone. I was obviously with Shannon, and things were good. Like we asked about each other's relationships a little bit, and we were fine. Um, but I think that's a yeah. I think that's that's a, a good way of kind of telling. So let's see. It's saying that you can tap a response to show it on the screen and share it with your viewers. Okay. How could someone gain confidence? I mean, oh, this is pretty cool. I like this feature. Um, how could someone gain confidence? That's really like. I, so I had no confidence until I was probably 26 or so. Like, I'm, so I'm 31 now. Like, I had, like, anyone could tell you, like, who I was at 16, 17, 18 versus who I was at 22, 23, 24 and versus who I was at 28 through 31 are, like, three completely different men. Um, how can I gain confidence? Um, I would say, like, put yourself in, surra- in surroundings that, make you feel good and that you feel very comfortable around. Like, like for me, like I enjoyed playing volleyball and I was not awful at it. So I joined a volleyball league, you know, that helped build my confidence because like, you know, you're beating new people, but you're also doing something that you're, that you're good at. And that, you know, when they sit there and say like, Oh wow. Like, you know, really, you know, good block, good kill or something like that. Like that can kind of build some confidence in you. Um, dressing a different way. Like some, like I completely changed, like, Changed up my wardrobe. Like my, I remember I used to wear uh, this silver chain that I got in, I think it was Jamaica or the Bahamas, like on a cruise when I, in like 2005. And one of my best friends was telling me, he's like, dude, you got to get rid of that thing. Like you're 22 years old. Get rid of the fucking chain. Um, and it wasn't until I lost the chain that I started feeling like, oh, okay, this this feels better. I, I wore Aeropostel until I was like 24. And I didn't realize like how childish and, and immature that kind of made me look. And once I started changing my wardrobe a little bit, I started feeling more confident. I changed my hairstyle. Like you just do things that 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 are going to empower you. If you sit there and say like, "Hey, like you know, I don't love my hair. I don't love like like what is it that you're not that's not making you confident?" I guess like you don't like your looks. You don't like the way you, you know you're you're dressed. You don't like your body. Um, and, and then whatever it is, work at that. The long and short answer of it would be find whatever it is that is not making you confident or that you're not confident about, and then. Focus on that. So, like I said, if you don't like your hair, get a haircut. Do go do a complete one eighty. If you have like you know long, scraggly hair, or if you just have like really thick, messy hair, or whatever, shave it all off. I've gotten a buzz cut, like very liberating. I didn't look good with it, but it was very liberating, and I would do it again just for the sake of it being convenient. Um, so that'd probably be the uh, best piece of advice I got for you. How can you tell? How can you tell if a guy likes you? So, hmm. I feel like this should be easy because I am I am a guy. Like I know I am oblivious to when a girl likes me. Like, like I'm I'm very much like you. You need someone to be like, hey, idiot, I like you. Um, how can you tell if a guy likes you? Things that he says to you, like you know, very complimentary terms. If he's flirting with you, are I think those are kind of telltale signs. Um, but also, I mean, any any excuse to talk to you really, because like I know when I like a girl, I will find something to talk about, and preferably with her, like. I'll make some shit up or I'll talk about something that I have absolutely no interest in, but I'm interested in talking to her. So I will kind of go out of my way to talk to her. But like, so if you notice a guy is 
investing more time in you or around you, I'd say that's probably the biggest telltale sign. But every every guy is different. Like I I'm very forward, so like I don't necessarily like to tiptoe around things. Like I'm just gonna kinda be a straight shooter and, you know, feel out the situation. If I feel like there's mutual interest or if I just feel like there's a chance that she will agree to grab coffee and get to know each other in a more intimate setting, like just like a one on one situation, then I'll just ask like, hey, like I'd love to grab you know, coffee, hot cocoa, whatever, one day. And what do you say? And that's it. Like, people, I, I think people overcomplicate, I think, dating. Like, like just the pre-form, like, you know, someone's like, oh, my God, like, I, like, he asked me out on a date. Or is it a date or is it not a date? Like, like, all a date is to me is just, like, two people agreeing to go somewhere together. That's it. Like, that's why, like, I, my, like my first, like, relationship truth pills was saying, like, you know, if you invite someone over to watch a movie... That's a date. If you go and grab coffee together, that's a date. If you go and grab fast food together, that's a date. Like, you know, I think people misconstrue what a date actually is. Like, like they think it has to be this, you know, well thought out, elaborate event, and it really doesn't. Like, you going to to the park and just walking around is a date. Like, as long as it's something that you know he invited you or you invited him, and the intention is to see each other and spend time with each other, then that's a date. Um... So yeah, like you can, I would say, like I said, it, depending on how forward of a, of a person you are, I would say just ask, like, because the worst thing that he says is no, in which case then you know he doesn't like you. And I feel like the more you, like that's what helped build, so uh, who, who was Deadpool who asked her, like, how do you build confidence? Like, you know, just putting yourself out there. Like there was a time I was petrified, petrified of women because I was petrified of rejection. So I would sit there and like build up things in my head, like, Going right back to, to the ninth grade freshman, you know, asking the cheerleader out. Like, realistically, what I should have done was try to get to know her better and feel the situation out. And because I'm sure I would have realized very quickly, like, she just wasn't interested in me. And I could have saved myself, like, that, you know, I don't even want to say heartbreak, but like that, that disappointment, that letdown. Um, so, like I said, I'm very forward. If if you're, if you're not, then I, you, you could probably be a little bit more cautious. But I still think that you need to take action in some way, shape, or form just because a lot of times the answer is not just going to come to you. Like most people are not going to come up and just say like, hey, I like you. You want to get, get together sometime? Like sometimes they're going to be, you know, they'll, they'll tiptoe around it and dance around the question before just asking it. Um, man, uh, Deadpool 84, is that how you overcome rejection? Uh, just putting yourself out there. I mean, that's how I overcame rejection because, like, I, I, I was so afraid of just being turned down that, like, I was afraid to put myself out there. And then once you get turned down enough times, you stop being afraid of it. Um, thankfully, my like, my old job, and it's it's weird because, like, I cover – I know I talked about this in, I think, one a few chats ago. Like, my old job was high school reporting. Like, and just from talking to coaches and high school girls or whatever, which, you know, I, I joined when I was 22, so they weren't much younger than me. Um, you know, just talking to them and kind of getting that, like just getting the confidence built up, just talking to people like the more, like, so like when I say like putting yourself out there, like it doesn't necessarily mean with people that you're interested in. It's just in general, like go and do things like for me, like I said, joining volleyball leagues, joining bowling leagues, going to karaoke every night. Like you just meet people from different walks of life and you just get more comfortable being around people in different situations as opposed to like, 
I'm going to go out with my friends, my five friends, and we're going to hang, and when we go out, I'm going to still hang out with my five friends, like, like, I'm a social butterfly, I'll go, I'll go anywhere and meet people, like, I've gone to weddings where I literally only know the bride, and, like, maybe a handful of other people, if that, and then by the end of the day, like, yeah, you're just chatting it up and whatnot, um, so that's what I'm saying, yeah, so, like, for me, like, it, it was just getting the confidence of just talking to people and, and not, not really, like, almost, like, not caring what, what they think, because, and also, like, for me, like, I got to a point where I just realized, like, so what? Like, if, if, you know, for rejection, like, you ask a girl out, she says no, so what? Billions, billions of, of women out there that, like, you just, on to the next one. Like, I understand, like, if it's someone that you're really interested in and you really kind of have your heart set on and they turn you down, like, that can suck. It's happened to me. But, like, you know, we're going to deal with rejection in our lives. Like, there are, you know, the, the very small percentage of people who meet their middle school, high school sweethearts, the first person they ever dated, and they get married and they stay together for, together forever. It was the only person they ever dated, you know, slept with and been with, and, like, and that's that. Like, great. I feel like that's the dream for a lot of people. But everyone else, you're going to go through rejection at some point. Um, I... I don't know. I would love to know if women or men handle it better. I feel like women handle it better just because, like, like they're women and for the most part, like, they almost have their pick of the litter. Like, they can sit there and pick, like, oh, if I want, like, if I wanted a date for Friday night, I can get a date for Friday night. Whereas men, you have to be selected. And so that's why I think, like, guys maybe may struggle with rejection a little bit more than women. Um, so, yeah. How can I improve my conversation style with women via text when I'm more of a voice talker? So I had like the opposite problem. Like I felt like I was always a great texter because like in, in part because I was a writer and like I and I couldn't verbalize. And like part of the reason why I do so kind of to Dustin's point, like getting confidence, like I am not confident in front of a camera. Like I'm not if it if it seems that way, then I, I then I'm I'm faking you all out pretty well because like it, it it is an uncomfortable reality for me to be in front of a camera. Like I do TikTok videos and I do these chats to get more comfortable. Like growing up, I was aspiring to be like a broadcast journalist, like, you know, sports center anchor and everything. And then when I got to high school, college, I realized like, I'm not that great in front of a camera and I don't feel that great in front of a camera. So let me go right to where I can still talk about sports and journalism. Only now I'm behind a screen and like I can take the time to consume my thoughts and then say what I want to say, which is always why I thought I was better at texting. So I think, yeah, how do you... Yeah, so, how it, so that, I feel like that's it's almost easier because I feel like then you can just convert whatever you would talk about, like, verbally. I feel like you just convert that to text. Like, like for me, like, that, like that's usually what I, I do with my writing. Like, when I used to write for Thought Catalog and I used to write about love and dating and relationships, I tried to write in a very conversational tone. And even when I wrote about sports journalism, like, one of the better compliments that I loved – from people, whether it was columns or whatever, is when people would say, like, it felt like you were talking to me. Like, it, it felt like, you know, we were kind of, like, having, like, a conversation. Like, I just, like, I heard your voice in it. So I would just do that. I would think about what you would say to them, like, verbally, and then just text it out. Um, but again I, again, I think it goes to the repetitions. Like, I was not a very strong writer. Like, I, I think I had a somewhat natural flair for it but like i look at some stuff that i wrote in 2011 2012 and i'm like oh my god that was shit and like compared to what i can i can and i or i am capable of writing now but again that comes with the reps that comes from writing 
hundreds of articles a year. So with texting, it's, you know, if you, if you don't text anyone, I feel like you're never going to get comfortable with it. Like me, I'm never going to get comfortable in front of a camera unless I get in front of a camera. I'm not just going to wake up one day and just, oh, I got it. Here we go. Back at you. Um, Dustin, I feel, I feel there's no emotion in texting and you can't feel the reaction to be attacked. I agree with you. Like, that's why I, I'm with you. I would prefer human interaction. Like, I think I am a better converse, you know, conversationalist um, via text. But I prefer, like, if I want to have a connection with someone, to talk with them in person. I mean, for one, I, I think you cover more ground. Like, texting, like, I sit there and think of, like, the days where I would spend, the, like, all day talking to someone. Like, you wake up at, you know, whatever time you wake up, you know, back then, 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock, whatever. And, like, from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to bed, like, you're just texting them sporadically throughout the day or almost consistently throughout the day. And I, you probably spent, probably sent, like, 400 messages throughout the day. And then when you really think about it, you're like, if I would have had just gotten on the phone with them, we probably could have covered every single thing that we talked about in an hour. Instead, we spent, you know, 16 hours texting all day when we could have just had a conversation in person. So that's also why I prefer um, in person. But but I, you hit the nail on the head. Like, I want to read their emotions. And I, that's part of the reason why I like being a journalist is because, like, I would always... Like, I, yes, I would write down the answers whenever like, I was interviewing someone. I mean, I was also recording it. But, like, that's also why I liked recording. Like, you record what they're saying. Like, a lot of the notes that I would take down would be, like, what their facial reactions are. Like, you know, or, or like, what they're wearing. You know, what, what what questions get their eyebrows to raise. You know, the way, you know, their eyes, you know, are they welling up? Are they, you know, just, you know, what, what you kind of describe the color of them? Like, you know, really just kind of read the emotion of the situation. Uh, I totally agree. So yeah, like that's that would probably be my biggest piece of advice is just get the reps in. Um, but also just say to them like, hey, like I'm not a big texter. Like plenty of people are like that. And Dustin, I don't know how old you are, um, but like you know, I'm 31. Like I'll text. I don't love the texting all day thing. I um, but like that's also why like I hated dating is because when I was on Tinder and Bumble, or whatever. Like these girls are like, hey, like I want to talk to you for like you know a couple of weeks before we get together, and I'm like. Why? Like, why? We can, like, why? Like, we can just get together, grab coffee, and in an hour, like, I feel like in an hour, you should know whether you'd want to see me again, rather than we can wait, save wasting three weeks of our time or two weeks of our time texting and talking just to get together, like, what's ultimately going to lead to a coffee date because we're not going to do anything elaborate for a first date, probably. And then, you know, if it goes well, then it's like, hey, well, we could have been at the stage two, three weeks ago. And if it doesn't go well, then it's like, we could have saved ourselves the hassle of two, three weeks. If you have any questions, like I said, if anybody joined late and you had a question that either didn't get answered or that you would want answered in a, in a future chat, whatever, my DMs are always open either here or on TikTok. Um, always happy to answer you whenever I can. I, you know, you can ask anybody who's ever DM'd me. I'm usually pretty quick about getting to, to your questions. Um, and I usually try to answer anything and everything that comes into my inbox because I appreciate you. I know you could be doing other things with your Monday night. But in any case, Caitlin's saying hey. Um, so yeah, like, if you have any questions, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be back also Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Now that I know how to fix the Instagram bugs, we should not have this problem ever again. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to have uh, Kita Adams. She's an LGBTQ plus relationship coach. So if you have any questions for Kita that you want to ask, you know, slide into my DMs or whatever. You can also email me at dailymicdropinfo 
at gmail.com. And then Thursday, I'm going to have Kristen Hutchison on. She's a comedian, bartender, and just like, I think she, I think her official title is a comedic storyteller. Um, I'm going to be talking to her about like things she's seen like behind the bar because I'm sure, I'm sure she has some wild stories. Um, she's got like a really great uh, thick Boston accent that I'm sure y'all are going to enjoy. Also, she's just a thrill to watch and, and, to, and to talk to. So hopefully y'all get some, some joy out of those two conversations. But if you have a question for either Kita or Kristen, like I said, just DM me and say like, hey, this is for Kita. Hey, this is for Kristen. And then I'll write that question down. So this way when I'm chatting with them, I could be like, hey, this is a question that we had, you know, for, for you, Kita, from one of the viewers. Or, hey, Kristen, this is for you. And then we'll go from there. But um, in any case, I appreciate you all for sticking around. Hopefully you will be here tomorrow and or Thursday. Um, Wednesday and Friday, I'll be taking more of your questions. So if I didn't get to your question now, think of it and then come back Wednesday or Friday. Um, you can also like request, like no one requested to join on. So, I mean, that's fine. I don't mind. But like, if you ever wanted to like request and like ask your question live on a Monday, Wednesday or Friday, by all means, just request and I'll pull you up. So enjoy the rest of your night and I will see you all tomorrow at eight. All right. Peace.